the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you today. Happy Veterans Day, especially to all of you out there who are veterans. And uh, later on in the show, we'll have Open Line Friday, and we'll give you a chance to call in and thank a veteran. And that's a great thing to do in person. And if you want to do it on the radio, today will be a day. So we'll have a time for that in a few minutes. Today is a good day to pray for those who are serving and uh, for those uh, who are uh, have served before. And uh, we are at a situation where war could be imminent in many ways. Well, the U.S. carried out airstrikes inside Syria after weeks of drone and rocket attacks that have injured Dozens of U.S. service members. Officials say the target in eastern Syria was a weapons warehouse with ties to Iran. For the second time in the last couple of weeks since the start of the Israeli war, the United States has responded to some rocket attacks that are happening on our bases that are throughout the Middle East. Here's a little bit more on that from CBS. The defense secretary says that the orders to strike came from the top, from President Biden, and that this was a move in self-defense after more than 40 attacks on U.S. bases in the region in just three weeks. The strike was carried out by two U.S. F-15s. The target, the Pentagon says, was a weapons storage facility used by Iran's Revolutionary Guard located in eastern Syria. It was the second retaliatory strike by the U.S. in two weeks. It came in response to dozens of drone and rocket attacks on American bases in Iraq and Syria that wounded at least 46 service members, 25 of them with traumatic brain injuries. 46 service members have been wounded, United States service members in all of this. We hardly hear this reported. It's an incredible thing. That's, I think it's a, there's a lot of things that, that are tied into that. Some of it is tied into the extreme nature of what is happening here and what happens if this war expands. Drone and rocket attacks have been happening here and uh, for a while. I want to ask you this question on this Veterans Day. How do we pray for our troops that are in harm's way? How do we pray more specifically? And uh, how do we understand what happens on some of these bases that are out there that are in undisclosed locations? With me to talk about this is United States Navy Chaplain Mark Kitsko. Mark is a veteran. He is now in the Navy Reserves as a chaplain, and he just returned a few weeks ago from deployment to one of these undisclosed locations in the Middle East. Mark, Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thanks, Pastor Scott. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Great to have you with us, and thank you for serving our country so faithfully. It's an honor. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You were deployed for how long? How long were you deployed? I was 10 months. 10 months. That's a long deployment. That's not the six months that uh, I think people have come to expect. Right. Yeah, this was boots on the ground. If it's a ship, it's typically the six. All right. So boots on the ground, it's uh, it's 10 months, and... Uh, you uh, you left your family behind. Tell us about your family. Yeah, so my family, you know, I was in the reserve. So I got activated, active duty aside. So I had to go. So my family was left behind. No way for them to come out to where I was going. 
And uh, so they, they had to make it on their own without me. And they did a great job with that. But there were some trying times as well. You know, you always hear when, when a service member deploys, it's, it's not the service member that has the harder time. It's the spouse and the kids that are left behind where things just go apart. And that kind of happened with us a little bit, too. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you're back and that you're back safely. You can't tell us where you were, but you were in an area that is, you know, I've heard from many service members that if you get deployed to uh, certain parts of the world, there are certain places you want to go and certain places where you really don't. And you (laughs) went to a place you really don't. That's true. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just different levels of comfort and facilities and things like that. And sometimes you're just out in the middle of the desert and that's where you were. Right, right. Yeah. All right, so you're a chaplain, and you're going out to one of these uh, places that actually is uh, some of those places similar to where you were under fire today. We're hearing about that in the news. You weren't there for that. Um, but uh, tell us about this. As a chaplain, you're going there to provide spiritual care. You're a, a evangelical Christian, so you're going in there with the gospel in hand. That's not always the case today, is it, with chaplains? Not always the case. Yeah, everybody has a a different faith tradition. So, uh, you know, mine, like you said, evangelical Christian, so very conservative, Bible-believing, but not every chaplain is a Bible-believing chaplain, even though they may wear a cross on their their uniform. Yeah, so you went to this base, and what was the spiritual condition of uh, the program and also the men and women who are at this base? Yeah, you know, you, you get out there and you have no idea what, what to expect. You know that there's a chaplain before you and there should be a spiritual program, a religious program established. And I got out there and I got to tell you, Scott, you know, you, you leave your family and you're going on a deployment for 10 months. You expect to show up to something. And I showed up and there was really nothing going on. Uh, there was no chapel services. There was no programs. And So my expectation was I would just roll into whatever program was there. And there was there was just nothing there. So spiritually, I would say, you know, you don't know where people are spiritually when there's no program. You just assume that uh, they're probably hiding out in their little storage box or connex box that we slept in. Yeah. So you come in there and that's it. You know, you would think I guess my initial thought is that if you're in uh, harm's way, that maybe the spiritual condition would be better because people would be looking for the Lord. They're away from family. I don't know what communications are like, but it's a it's a difficult place to be where you were. Yeah, you know, there was a lot of challenges, especially, you know, when I arrived, it was over 120 degrees. Mm-hmm. So mentally, people are just tapped out. There's nowhere, there's nothing you can do on the base. I mean, you can go work out, but even the gym was closed when I showed up. So there's just nothing you can do except go to your room. So you, I knew that there was a spiritual hunger, a spiritual hurting, uh, morale was low. And I knew these things when I got there just by some of the conversations that I had. But, um, you know, at that point in time, I knew I needed to, to do something, but I was also discouraged as well. You get there and, uh, you know, as a chaplain, it seems like if you were to arrive in the space as a chaplain, there's there's less structure coming from the command, I would guess, right? You don't have necessarily the, your job is to figure it out, it sounds like. Yeah, at that point in time, you know, religious program, it belongs to whoever the CO is of the command. And uh, I had a great, uh, a great CO who just said, chaps, just make it happen. Do what you need to do and make it happen. So I had full support. Yeah. Okay. So you had full support from uh, the leadership. What did you do? There's nothing happening. So in a way you're a, a, a temporary church planter 
where there yeah. is nothing, and not like a neighborhood you can go invite people to. You've got a limited number of people. What yeah. happened? Tell us a story. Yeah, so, you know, I got out there and I was just discouraged. Things at home were, were falling apart. So, you know, because I was voluntold to go, I didn't volunteer to go, that even put a pressure of just going, geez, I'm in this hot 120-plus degree area. There's no program. So I sat there going, God, what what do you want me to do? Why? Where are you in this whole process? I was much more effective back at home than than here in this location. And, you know, I, I'll share this story with you and your, your audience. There was one evening I was just having my spiritual pity party. And I'm sitting there in my little, it's hard to explain, six by 12 container that I was sleeping in. And I'm getting ready for bed. And I sensed like the Lord was saying, Mark, I want you to get up and walk around this this base and pray for the people. And I thought, okay, that's kind of weird. That's just something in my head. I'm going to go to sleep. And I kept having this, this Mark, I want you to walk around the base and pray for these people. I'm like, Lord, I'm discouraged as well. I, I'm, this, I'm supposed to be the spiritual one to invest in these people. And yet I'm already tapped out after a month. And finally I, I crawl on my bed and I don't know if you've ever experienced this, Scott, but you know, I'm lying there in bed and I'm going, I can't sleep because my conscience is so disturbing me mm-hmm. with you need to walk the base and you just need to pray for the people. And I'm like, Lord, it's 120 at nighttime. And you want me to walk this? Finally, I was like, you know what? I can't sleep anyway. So I get up and I start walking. I'm like, I don't even know what to pray. I'm hurting. I'm confused. I know the people that are here uh, are hurting. Morale is down on the base. And there's a song that a friend told me about before I deployed by Lauren Daigle. And I think it's called, I pray for you or in the name of Jesus. And I was like, you know what? I remember that it's a a song where she's praying. So I, I downloaded this song and I just walked around the base and I didn't have the words to pray myself. So I used her words from her song. Can I, can I share some of those with you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Some of the songs say, I pray, pray for the fear inside would flee in Jesus name. I pray that a breakthrough would happen today. I pray for miracles over your life in Jesus name. And I was just going, I have no words, but I just repeated this song in those words. And I would walk around the base and I would stand in front of people's living quarters And I would just pray these lyrics over them. And I would pray these lyrics. And what I started to notice happen is my attitude started to shift, but something strange happened. I started to feel like it was getting cold outside. Like I was starting to get goosebumps, chill. And I'm going, Lord, um, the Lord must have cooled down the weather for me because of my obedience. Right. Right. And I look at my I look at my temperature gauge and it says nope it's 120 degrees but yet I felt like in that moment that the Lord was with me and He was giving me a cool wind just just to remind me that Mark I put you here on this base for a reason and a purpose and in that cool breeze I just kept walking and praying and it was like the Lord just was saying to me I'm with you and if you stay faithful to the things that I have for you 
there will be fruit. There will be a program. There will be lives changed. And so I, I was just encouraged by the presence of the Lord, the cool air. And to tell you the truth, I thought I thought the Lord would give me cool air every time I went for a walk, but it was just that one time. <laughs> and three nights a week, I would just walk the base and pray for people. And here's the beauty. As I was walking, I would catch people walking to the restroom or they'd be walking to their, their workspace, have conversations one by one inviting people to the new religious ministry program and people started to come and the ministry by the time i left it was just really exploding some baptisms it was just a wonderful ministry experience you know you're listening to the pastor scott show my guest is chaplain mark kitsko who just returned from the middle east and he was in one of these areas that are are getting hit by uh missiles and stuff today we've been hearing about in the news and uh he went there there was basically no religious programming and uh he's telling a story of how he was called to start that he was there for 10 months so what happens after this so now you are getting to know people you're praying for them uh the yeah. lord has reminded you that you're there for a purpose so tell us what yeah. eventually uh, occurred. Yeah. So, you know, I, I continued to do the walks and the prayer and, and meeting people and just inviting people to uh, our services. Our services were typically on Fridays and people would come. And one by one, people started coming. And then all of a sudden, it was like the Christians that were there, they were so hungry for spiritual food, but they were hungry for spiritual fellowship. So we started to grow, you know. Eventually there was, it was like two and I'm like, yay, three, 10, 15, 20, 25. And we, we never peaked over 25. It, it became a group of 25 people who just enjoyed the fellowship and encouragement from other believers where we could sharpen each other, pray for each other. And, you know, we had some seekers as well, but primarily it, it, the believers who were hungry came out and, and hopefully they were fed by the word of God and the fellowship as well. You know, when you tell that story, it's so moving to realize that uh, you're there kind of by yourself as the, the pastor, the chaplain of these people who are just there. And then you find out that there's 25 or more believers who are also lonely, lonely yeah. in their faith, uh, along with what's happening in their families. And, you know, a lot of our, our soldiers, you know, they are struggling at home. And, and, you know, a lot of bad things happen to the marriages and families on these deployments. Yeah. And so was that a, a topic of conversation a lot? Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot when you move away from your support system, you know, your church support system, and you're going into a military support system, very different type of support. Like when people were separated from their families, the temptations and the challenges that came with that were very uh, challenging and in some cases very destructive that, you know, the temptations that people would fall into. But thank God we, we were able to create a program that, that for those who were truly struggling with temptation of, of many kinds, that they could get support and help and, uh, you know, God's word and accountability from fellow believers. When you look back on it now, 10 months, you didn't really expect to go. Uh, you're in the reserves, so you especially are, are kind of not expecting as a chaplain in the reserves to be gone for 10 months uh, in a dangerous place in the Middle East. You yeah. get there, you're discouraged, there's nothing there, and yet the Lord used you for these 10 months. When you look back on it, uh, you know, what is something that you learned? Yeah, you know, I think the big lesson was 
you know, if we could sit and just be still in the space that we're in, the struggles that we're in, the conflict, the challenges that we're faced in this moment of time and go, God, what is it you want me to do right now? Rather than saying, why is this happening to me? You know, another way to look at it is, why is this happening for me, my spiritual growth? And to look back at it, I go, thank you, Lord. You knew what you were doing. I didn't like it. And I kicked and screamed all the way. But when I finally got to a point where it was like, Lord, I'm yours. Just let me do what you want. That's when not only was there a shift in my heart and in my mind, but the ministry began to grow and I started to see fruit from it. And from that, other people were able to be blessed. I was blessed by them. They were blessed by me. Uh, So that's the big lesson is whatever challenge you're faced with, you're not going to like it. Nobody likes to be in a challenge or a hard time. But when you're there, Lord, what is it you want to teach me? What can I learn? And he will teach you and guide you. And hopefully in your challenge, just like I had that cool breeze that one night, hopefully he'll give whoever's listening that's going through a challenge, the cool breeze in their life to say, hey, I'm with you. I'll get you through this. Just be obedient to me. Yeah, that's such a great lesson for all of us, wherever that we are, and to listen to that that conscience bother you at night or wherever it is like you did. Well, I appreciate you, your story, and I thank you for serving spiritually, number one, uh, our men and women in uniform over there as a chaplain, and uh, and then personally, as they go on with their lives, they're going to be impacted for their entire life because you were obedient when on that walk. Yeah. Amen yeah. to that. Yeah, absolutely. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is uh, Chaplain Mark Kitzko. He's in the United States Navy Reserves. He just came back from a 10-month deployment in the Middle East in the areas that are getting hit by the uh, missiles from the Iranian proxies today. So a, a, it must be on your heart and mind when you hear these stories. You probably have a picture of what that must be like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And you're in the reserves. So what do you do now? What is uh, your regular job as a reservist? What do you do normally? Yeah. So I have a ministry that helps Christian singles navigate the complexities of dating in this crazy world that we live in, live in to help them find a person that shares similar beliefs and values so they can get married. So that's the, the ministry that you're called to, that, and that's your job. You, you serve uh, single adults, Right. Yeah. And uh, so that they can kind of work through those struggles. Tell us a- about that a little bit more. Like, what do you how do you serve them? Are you on staff at a church? Is this something that uh, you do independently? How does this work? You've been a pastor for quite a while at uh, at a church. Yeah, I was a pastor of singles for quite a while. Now I do. It's I call it dating coaching is Christian singles who want to be married. Uh, oftentimes join a course that I have on how to date, how to do it properly, how to basically a biblical framework that helps them. And they take this course that helps them deal with some past things, past soul ties, if you will, to help them move forward. So they can show up at the marriage altar, completely ready for marriage. I call it the pre-pre-marriage class. Do it while you're single. (laughs) That is such a great thing. I'll tell you that uh, the scriptures are very full of advice for us in our relationships that we're supposed to have before we get married and before we get into those relationships. Absolutely. Not later. Well, that's a a great ministry. How do people, if they want to connect with you, how do they do that? Yeah, the best way is they can go to the website, ultimaterelationship.org. So they can go there. There's contact information there. Uh, tells them a little bit about what the 
faith-based course is all about, and they can reach out there. All right. UltimateRelationship.org is the website. And uh, Chaplain Mark Kitsko is uh, who leads that. And, of course, you're still in the reserves. How much more time you got in the reserves? Uh, Eight more years. Eight more years. All right. So you could be over there again, you know, I suppose. Probably will be someday. (laughs) Right. Well, the Lord will use you that way. Mark, thank you for coming on and and telling your great story about how the Lord used you uh, as a chaplain in the Navy. Yeah, thanks, Pastor Scott. And thank you for your service. We appreciate it, especially on this Veterans Day. And uh, thank your family for us as well. Sure will. Thanks a lot. All right. God bless. That is Cap- uh, Chaplain Mark Kitsko. And uh, the website for the ministry for single adults, if you want it for yourself or if you just want to send it to somebody you know who's a Christian and single and, and uh, just want some input, it's ultimatemarriage.org, ultimatemarriage.org. This is the Pastor Scott Show. You can get the podcast of this episode by looking for the Pastor Scott Show wherever you get your podcasts and click subscribe. We'll be back as the Friday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show, and it's great to be with you. Before I give you the open line Friday music and everything, I have to put myself in the uh, show jail. And the reason is, is because our guest was Chaplain Mark Kitsko in the last segment, who said he just told us a great story about being a chaplain in the Navy and all of that. And what he does on a regular basis is he has a ministry for single adults. And I gave the wrong website. Now, the right website is in there most of the time. But at the end, I said the wrong thing. The correct website is ultimaterelationship.org ultimaterelationship.org. So I wanted to make that right. There's another one. I said ultimate marriage or something. Don't go to that one. We don't know who those people are. Well, maybe we do, but we don't go to that one <laughs> for now. This ultimaterelationship.org. That is for uh, single adults, Christ- Christian singles. And uh, so grab that link, go to it, send it to somebody you know, and uh, it's a great ministry that uh, Chaplain Mark has. All right, back to our regularly scheduled programming. It is Open Line Friday. The number is 888-528-2557 on the Pastor Scott Show on Fridays. Most of the time, we take some time to take your calls on any subject you'd like to talk about. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. One of the calls I'd like to get from you today is give you an opportunity to say thank you to a veteran. Today, is, tomorrow really is Veterans Day, uh, officially. It's the 11th, but uh, it's observed today. So I know that many of you have today off, and uh, some of you are celebrating Veterans Day today. If you would like to thank a veteran and uh, somebody that you know is, who is serving or has served in the United States Armed Forces. Today's a great day. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. And of course, it is Open Line Friday. So if there's something that's on your mind that you want to talk about, we can talk about that. And uh, you can change the subject. And we'll keep coming back to the veterans uh, subject as we go through uh, the day today. You know, as you think about praying for our veterans, and we'll take some time to do that as we do that, uh, you know, we do have our, our a incredible military buildup that is going on in the Middle East, in the Mediterranean Sea. And uh, as we've heard, 46 Americans have been uh, injured uh, by these airstrikes that happened from drones from Iranian proxies that are coming from uh, Syria and Iran and probably some other countries over there. And um, 
you know, it is something that does two things. One is for the the soldiers who are there. Twenty five of them are suffering from um, a brain injury, and that happens when there's like a concussion. So the the bomb doesn't hit them, but the concussion does, and it creates. Um, this brain injury, and that is a significant thing. So they're landing that close. None of them have died, although one contractor died of a, a heart attack, I guess, during one of these attacks. So this is going on. The Biden administration and the military has responded uh, twice um, to this, but it's obviously escalating. But the other thing that happens is that veterans all around, um, when we are going to war and when there are visions uh, of war and stories of war that we're hearing on the news and we're hearing so often, sometimes they struggle with whatever it was that they went through whenever they were in service. I had a Lieutenant Colonel Gobb on earlier, and he said the images are jarring. They bring back so many um, memories and also almost visceral experiences to the subconscious because war does that. No, that's, that's exactly right. And what we're seeing uh, happening today, you could go back to our pullout of Afghanistan. There was a lot of studies that showed veterans had an uptick in concerns, mental health issues. Then when Russia invaded Ukraine, you saw similar. And so with Hamas invading Israel, you're also seeing these trigger type events uh, that can put veterans at increased risk. That's exactly right. That's something to think about uh, this weekend as you think about veterans that you come in in contact with, or maybe you're a veteran, you might be dealing with these things, you know, as we heard in the last segment, you go through so much stuff on deployment, especially if you are in a war zone or especially if you are in an area that um, you are, you're seeing things and participating in things that really the human mind was not supposed to be a part of. And and as you think about that, the people who are dealing with war in Israel and in uh, Gaza and in uh, Ukraine or uh, you know other places in the world where there's combat, people suffer tremendously. There is lifelong suffering that people deal with because of what they have seen in these things. It is a terrible, terrible, terrible cost of war that is very, very real. And, you know, as you think about it, um, you might know people who have been deployed and been in a war zone, and they may never have talked about what they've gone through, but it's there. In fact, I've talked to several people who are typically World War II era veterans, maybe Korean War, some Vietnam and often they don't talk about it, especially the World War II era vets. Not very many of those are left, actually. They're uh, aging away. It's been a long time. But uh, often they came home and went back to their families, went back to work and did whatever they were going to do. And they didn't talk about the horrors of war and the things that they experienced. So keep that in mind. You don't need to get into that with uh, everybody, but just in the back of your mind as you think about this and you thank a veteran that uh, you see. Just be aware that they've sacrificed a lot for you and for me, and uh, so has their family. So if you have a you know a veteran spouse or their kids, it's worth saying thank you to them as well. All right, this is the Pastor Scott Show. It is Friday, so we have Open Line Friday. Anything you'd like to talk about, you can call and talk about it. And if you would like to thank a veteran, today's a great day to call and just say, hey, just give thanks for somebody who served. Um, and if you served, you know, we'd love to know that. and We'd love to thank you. So the number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Ted in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Pastor Scott, Ted, City of the Angels. Thank you so much for your service and, and all the service uh, men and women who have sacrificed their lives. And I've had uh, service people and, and, like, my uncle open up and tell me what happened. 
and also a spiritual advisor of mine that was they were both in Korea. So, um, yeah, it's it's not pretty. Yeah. So, um, but at any rate, uh, you know, on a lighter note, you know, um, is the story of the, the blue headed uh, Amazon bird It's called the truth bird. And, you know, we were talking about birds and you telling me about how uh, weren't you in the, the bird smuggling business? We were having a lot of fun with it. But at any rate, uh, this man goes into the uh, pet feed store. He says, I need 100 pounds of uh, bird feed. And when he was gone and he was alone with this blue-headed Amazon, the, it's called the truth bird. He said, uh, you're a dirty little sinner and you need to repent. Well, so the guy came out. And he says, hey, this bird just said some horrible things to me. And he said, oh, I'm sorry. You know, it's... Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I've never heard him say anything, you know? Okay. Well, so, uh, right before he, uh, walked out and the, the, uh, storekeeper went to the back room, they were alone with the bird again. He was alone with the bird and the birds, you know, their eyes dilate those parrots and the parrot said to him, you know it and I know it. So, you know, the moral of the story is, is we are sinners and, uh, you know, it is a fiction story. It is. Uh, well, I was I, making I, sure, Ted, because of your bird smuggling business that we've talked about <laughs> before, that maybe there's something here. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to be right to understand where we are with uh, with the Lord and and uh, and everything. So, and the, Amen. All right, Ted. God bless you. Yeah. All right. What's that? So they send more birds out. Right, I think Ted's using our show now for his secret codes for his bird smuggling thing. If you're listening a few weeks ago, he's Ted seemed to have some insight into the whole bird smuggling uh, world, so we're suspicious. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Pastor Scott Show, open line Friday. Talk about whatever it is that you would like to talk about. I read a story actually about a parakeet that saved the life, and it got some award from the Red Cross. It saved the life of a uh, infant child who was choking, like a toddler who was choking. And so a babysitter was at somebody's house, and they had a parakeet. And the child was in the other room eating something and started to choke. Well, the babysitter didn't know. And the parakeet started squawking and squawk and saying something like, baby mama, baby mama, baby mama. This is a true story. And... The babysitter is going, what in the world is going on? And then goes in, and the child was already blue. That's how far along it got. And the babysitter, fortunately, was able to go in and uh, rescue this kid. And I guess the, there's some award for that, animals who save lives, which happens all the time. Maybe Ted knows something about that. But uh, that's an amazing story. I wonder often, you know, about you know, when, when those things happen, you know, that child, it was not that child's time. You know, but for that bird, uh, the babysitter said, uh, the child probably would have passed away. And th- those kinds of things are scary, but thank goodness for that, that bird. And I suppose the Lord put that bird there on purpose to, uh, to be with that kid and to make sure that that kid lived. You never know what is going to happen uh, in this world. You like parakeets? You guys, do you have pet birds? I knew a guy who had pet parrot. And uh, he brought that parrot everywhere he went. And it was kind of annoying at that point, actually. But, uh, you know, it's a, you, you want to go to a restaurant? Oh, I guess we can't because you've got that bird uh, with you all the time. He should have just been a pirate, like put on a uh, you know a yellow hat and outfit and uh, said ahoy, matey, and 
made that his shtick, but that isn't what he did. This is the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. I want to take a time and invite you to call. You can call about anything because it's Friday. It's Open Line Friday. But if you want to, to thank a veteran in your life, uh, today's a great day to do that. Tomorrow's Veterans Day. Uh, today is Veterans Day observed, so you might have the day off today. I know a lot of people are off today. I want to take a minute. We're going to go to a break, but I'll take your calls as soon as we get back. I just want to pray and make sure I don't miss out on that opportunity to pray for our veterans today on our program. So uh, wherever you are, pray with me. If you're driving, you know, keep your eye on the road. Do all of that. God, we thank you for the people in our midst who have served in, and who are serving and who are um, who have sacrificed a lot in what they have experienced and what they do. We had such a great story in the last uh, segment um, of 10-month deployments in some of the hardest places on earth. And we know we have many people there. Some of them are under uh, siege right now, as we're seeing in the news. And we are on the, seems like for a while we're on the brink of war. Whatever is happening, Lord, we're grateful that that so many people have chosen to put on the uniform and protect our freedoms. We know that freedom isn't free. We know that the gift that we have of freedom has cost a lot of blood. Um, And God, we thank you for the veterans who are serving and who have served us. We pray that they would be comforted today, um, especially those who are dealing with the PTSD and other things that go along with that. And we pray that it would be a special day, uh, this Veterans Day, for all those people. Keep our country out of war. We pray that the wars in the world would stop as well. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, it's Open Line Friday. When we come back, see your call, Carol. I see your calls, others. We'll take your calls when we come back. Tell us your veteran story. The Pastor Scott Show. Be right back. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. It is Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you would like to talk about, 888-528-2557. If you got a Bible question or maybe you got a question about something in the news or something you want to talk about related to that or just keep the conversation going, today's the right day, 888-528-2557. I'm inviting you to call and uh, say thank you to a veteran that you know. Tomorrow is Veterans Day. Today's Veterans Day observed, so I know that many of you have the day off. Maybe you're listening at home in a different place today. Maybe you're with somebody that you know who has served our country. Today is a great day to say thank you to those people that you know, and even those people that you just see on the street. Maybe they've got a hat on that's got the name of a ship on it or something. Ask them about it. You'll be uh, amazed often at how uh, uh, grateful people are just to hear thank you uh, for doing that. 888-528-2557. Carol and Van Eyes, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hello. I love your theme song. It sounds like Hawaii Five-0. Oh, anyway, <laughs> I wanted to say thank you. I wanted to say thank you to my cousin, Carrie Pat Ross. He's in the NSA, or he's retired now, but he was in the first Gulf War in the 90s. And there, before really many Americans were there at all, because he's in the NSA. But he was also in South Korea right before that, because he knows fluent Chinese. But I also had a Mr. Giacomazza, Italian teacher, who fought World War II, was on there in D-Day in France. He actually showed us where he was shot a couple of times. One of your, one of your teachers was there for on D-Day? He was there on D-Day, Wow, yeah. wow. Yeah, he retired the year that I graduated, but 
everybody was just waiting till 12th senior year to get him, but unfortunately he retired. But he only used the book twice in the government class because he knew so much. <laughs> He's such a great teacher. Well, that's and uh... animals. My our mother cat we used to have saved my daughter's life. My younger daughter a few times who has autism from getting hit by a car. <laughs> yeah, we talked about animals, how they have saved lives before. Well, yeah. Carol, thank you for bringing up uh, these people in your life who have served, and uh, let, tell them thank you for us. Um, my cousin, yeah, but I think Mr. Takamaza yeah, passed away he already. he probably is. My he three probably uncles is. were also in World War II, two at Pearl Harbor, but yeah. they, they passed away. Yeah. But they have relatives still around. All right, Carol. Well, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show and sharing there. You know, I just read that there are only about 120,000 World War II veterans still alive. That's it, 120,000 World War II veterans. Uh, it's that group will make up less than 1% of all of the living veterans. So that generation is uh, is uh, passing away, and they really did save the world. When you study what was in the balance of that war, you know, we may not even be here. That's how serious that was. And uh, they sacrificed tremendously. D-Day, I don't even know if there will be a day like that again, because now with radar and satellites and everything, you'd see everybody coming, right? Um, that kind of... Uh, sneak a t- massive attack that way. Although, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, uh, whatever is the, the modern view of that, hopefully we'll never find out, but I think we will. Um, that's why we just need to stay with the Lord, keep in prayer. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Pastor Scott Show, do you have a story about a veteran in your life? You can call and share that story and say thank you as we remember them today, Veterans Day weekend. Also, it's Open Line Friday. You can talk about whatever it is you'd like and change the subject. 888-528-2557. Uh, Flint in Rancho Cucamonga, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you, Pastor Scott. Uh, I First of all, I want to thank my uh, grandsons, Travis McChesney and Dakota McChesney, and uh, wish them a happy Veterans Day. They both served one in the Army, one in the Marine Corps. Well, good now for Now Travis is a highway patrolman. But I, going to a different note, do you remember when they showed the first videos of those kids in uh, October 7th in Israel that were at the, the big party, the festival? Yes. And there was a boyfriend and girlfriend that were kidnapped. They put her in the middle on a motorcycle, and he, they, they were walking her boyfriend. Um, with his arm behind his back. Yes, I know that video. All I'm of those, pretty sure. All of those guys, they've shown it hundreds of times. None of those guys were armed. Those were not Hamas. Those were, they looked like just regular Palestinian citizen men. None of them were armed. No, I didn't see a single handgun or a rifle or anything you know, I, on I, any one of I them. I feel like I, the videos that I've seen, they were all armed or they were with people who were armed if they weren't themselves. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know that it was just, uh, you know, re- you know, I mean, a lot of the Hamas people are regular people, right? They're they're right. subscribed to the Hamas philosophy, and some of them might have signed up for this uh, uh, attack. Um, but yeah. uh, whatever the case is, I, the people you're talking about, I think they died. I think the boyfriend died there, and uh, she died uh, later. Oh, man. Oh, you know, I'm sorry if to hear that. If we're talking about the same thing. But, yeah, uh, they were they were on a they, she was on a motorcycle and she, they were there was a the guy in front of her and a guy behind her, and then just like six feet away they were walking her boyfriend. Yeah, and I, they yeah. had his arm behind his back and they were all the guys. But I noticed all the guys were. I didn't see any any armed guys that were there. They looked yeah, like no. They were, I, they were I all think unarmed, they were but, all armed. Otherwise, there would have been okay. a lot of yeah. I'm I'm sure that they were under 
uh, duress there. Thanks for calling, Flint. Welcome, and uh, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. We'll talk more about the uh, Israel issue when we get into the next hour and uh, some other things. This is the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. It's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about. And we uh, are inviting you to call and say thank you to a veteran that you know and maybe tell their story, 888-528-2557. Betty in Cyprus, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi there, Scott. I enjoy your show, and thank you for honoring veterans. Thank you. Um, I want to give a hail out to um, a gentleman in our church. His name is Bob Legier, and he is a World War II veteran that was in the Navy and uh, signed up as a young lad. And uh, what he did was uh, he was in a, I forget the name of the ship. Jim? (laughs) What was Bob's ship? Oh, he was on the USS Maryland. Okay, all <laughs> Very right. Very bad with history. My husband's great. And the turret got hit by a um, kamikaze plane, and he was the only one who survived, and he did get burns and stuff. Uh, he did make it back to the States. He was unsaved, but as a young man, he went to a Billy Graham crusade in uh, Long Beach and got saved mm. and later got married and has, I think, three daughters. Mm. And he is now like... 99 years old last July. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's a great guy. Then my son, no, my nephew, uh, is a retired helicopter flyer, and he was involved in Desert Storm. And, you know, you hear about him being over there, and then they had an NBC News clip where he was the pilot that was talking, well, we're approaching the hot zone now, but, you know, this is what we're trained to do, you know, and he was so calm. And yeah. These guys you know, are so well trained. They are and, well trained. You know, I I have a, a there. I have a nephew who really is my my wife's nephew by marriage, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, we're very proud of him. He did three tours in Iraq, and uh, okay. you know he talks about though the some of the most dangerous things he had to do. It, he felt better right. because of his training. Right where yeah. he was, he was. I think he was a part of the. If you remember the surge, where we kind of went in and and finally sort yeah. of cleaned it up a little bit. But it was yeah. very, a very terrible thing that was going on. But when he went into that, it was very dangerous what he did. But he said, you know, I felt safer because this is what I was trained to do. Where other times right. I was there, I was directing traffic or doing things that I'm not really uh, trained to do. Right. So, um, well, Phil put in a full life. He did the full term, so he did over 20 years. I don't know the exact number, and he's retired now. Yeah. But uh, Phil Grasswell living in Virginia. Yeah. All right, Betty. Thanks for calling and uh, saying thank you to your your family. I appreciate your phone call. 888-528-2557. It's Open Line Friday. We'll take your calls on anything. And uh, But today, specifically, if you have a veteran to thank, uh, this is a great day to call and do that. Uh, 888-528-2557. We will talk about anything. Uh, Patty in Temple City. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yeah, this is Paffy, P-A-F-O. Paffy. Sorry, Paffy. Go ahead. Yes, I'm a Palestinian Christian. I just want to let you know there's a huge amount of family. They live in Gaza, Palestinian Christian. There's three three churches got damaged with this uh, war. So I just want to let you know, guys, a lot of people doesn't know there's a huge amount of Christian in Gaza and Palestine and Israel. So Have you been been there yourself? Yes, I live in Nazareth. I was born in Nazareth. I came out, I, you know, I speak uh, the Hebrew, the Arabic, uh, yeah. knows both both sides of the the Hamas and both sides of Israeli side. So I understand. It's very tough. It's been going on for 70 years. 
but a lot of people don't understand there is more Christian, and they've been living there for many thousands of years since Christ. Yeah, and they don't they don't talk about the Christian they living in the in the Holy Land. Yeah, the Christians, you know, they're not trying to put their stake in the land, right? And they don't so, but they're there, and it's a it's a <laughs> large. Yeah. You know, thank you for uh, for talking about that. You know, what's it like as a Christian there? You you were born in Nazareth. Is that in the the West Bank area? No, it's the north of Galilee. We are about in uh, between about half an hour north of uh, Sea of Galilee. Okay. We're about half an hour from Lebanon border. All right. Uh, 40 minutes. Right. So we are inside the Israeli government now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we need to keep in prayer. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's such a uh, the, the terrorism and the the Hamas and the philosophy is there, but underneath there, there are people who just happen to be born there. And you're right; there's a lot of Christians, and uh, it's a tough yes. place to be a Christian. Yeah, we're trying to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth, trying yeah. to bring the peace between the Jews and the Muslim, and it's, we're doing our job. But the problem is, it's very hard because. You know, with with the war happening, you cannot do anything. And especially the churches right in the middle of Gaza, they most of them got destroyed with this yeah. war. So you know, and um, we've been trying to pray for them, and we ask you to pray for also for all these Christians living in the middle of the these war zones. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to do that real quick, and because uh, I got to be. I've got a break coming up here in a few seconds. Paffy, thanks for calling and saying that. And God, before we go to the break, just pray for the Christians who are in this war zone and going through all kinds of stuff, Lord. You know what their needs are. We pray for their safety. We pray that they would have the hope in you and the they would be aware of your presence as they serve. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we'll be back with Hour 2 as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.